Welcome back to the Minos in Paris podcast. I'm Zen, and this is the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. And with me in the virtual cyberspace studio is Tanya. Yes, um, cyberspace. Hello, Zen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tanya has brought a special friend with us today, and I'm going to let Tanya introduce Nicole to everybody and tell her about her background, and then we're going to go into our conversation. Yes, well, um, over there very quietly is Nicole, and I've known Nicole, I was trying to think about it, for about a little bit 12 or 13 years, um, yeah. because I was friends with her mom first, <laughs> So, um, and she was just a little bit younger than me. <laughs> and uh, she is a digital nomad uh, and has had a really interesting kind of travel experience. She's now um, has notes by Nicole. It's a website. She's the founder of a travel blog that gives you kind of um, insightful and concise travel content. There's mini guides, all kinds of um, blog uh, down a little maps. And um, she's now also doing some traveling advising. So that's why I thought it would be a really good idea for her to to come and um, and talk to us. She can hook everybody up with some room upgrades, credits for breakfast, and so forth. Two things I want to mention. She has worked in the past for Travel Zoo and Amazon Explore. So I just think that's kind of a cool thing to to ask about in a, in a little bit. And um, so it's Nicole Lima Duran. Welcome to our podcast, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you both for the one, wonderful introduction. I'm really excited to be here and right. honored. Yeah. So, um, tell us how you spell your website. It's an, it's Nicole with a K. Oh, yes. So my name is spelled N-I-K-O-L Nicole. And the website okay. is Notes by Nicole. Uh, just a little plug on how I even decided to call it that. Um, yes. I was one of those students that would take notes about everything during school. And so <laughs> I thought it would be a really cool idea to share my notes about travel. So that's where it came about. Notes by Nicole. Got it. All right. You're the one who I would ask for my notes then. Got yes, it. you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, you're from Bolivia. What got you into traveling? Probably that you're there and you've gone to different places. How did that come yeah. to be? Yeah, I was born and raised in, in La Paz in Bolivia. Um, I was there until I was 14. And actually, funny enough, when we arrived to California, that's where Tanya and my mom met. So that's mm -hmm. that's the connection. But what got me into traveling was, I think, later on in life after I, I moved to the U.S. and I had that cultural experience with a brand new country and really immersing myself into, um, you know, the, the mixed, mixed cultures in, in, in California. Um, I developed a passion for hospitality and that's what, uh, drove me to study hospitality at Cornell University and oh, just wow. consider, um, you know, um, putting myself in positions where I can see other other countries, other cultures, experience um, life in different ways. Yeah. Um, and shortly after I graduated college, actually, one of the things that really launched me into just going for it uh, was that 
I, I actually couldn't find a job out of college, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a lot of time in my hands uh, and a lot of passion to, you know, create new things. Um, and I learned really quickly not to wait for anyone to go and see the world. So that's where my, my solo travel adventures started and like this passion for offering my recommendations to other people uh, kind of started developing. And most recently, I mean, I've been a nomad for two years, like Tanya mentioned. Um, and I think that that desire to see other cultures and experience the world differently um, has kind of shown up in different ways um, through through my work, through my career, and, and through my passions. On the, I'm on just the side. so jealous that you are a digital nomad. I really <laughs> am. So I just think that's very it's just really good. We've talked about digital nomads in our, in our podcast or late, you know, earlier on. And where so are you right now? I am sitting in Austin, Texas this month. Okay. I was just, that's <laughs> what I wanted to know. Digital nomads, Austin, Texas. How are you, how are you yeah. enjoying it now? Are you? It, out? It's great. Um, I'm here. I just arrived a couple of weeks and kind of getting settled. So that's part part of the process I follow as a nomad is I try to make it feel like home as quickly as possible. Um, but the city is very vibrant and there's yeah. so much to do here. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. Have you seen the bats yet? I'm sorry. I just have to ask. <laughs> oh, there's bats? It's my number one thing I want to do while I'm here. Yeah, there's bats under i think it's a it's a bridge right you have to go right. kayaking oh my god yes. no yeah so tanya there's this big huge concrete bridge that goes over the river and every night people go out there like eight ish towards sunset and thousands <laughs> of bats mm-hmm. come out from underneath the bridge <laughs> and they're beneficial to the environment they eat all the insects in the area so instead of watching the sunset like we do here in California, you go look at the bats. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> we'll need a picture, Nicole, when you have that. I will make sure to send it over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now, uh, what's your favorite place so far that you visited? Like, what's the top? Oh, boy. That's such a difficult question to, uh, no, I to answer. But when I think about it without too too much uh you know, like the gut reaction lately has been Mexico. Um, I, I went to Mexico City. Actually, one of one of my fondest memories of the past two years as a nomad has been spending a whole month in Mexico City. Um, I discovered this program called Remote Year uh, for anyone yes. who is interested in we, yeah. being a nomad or giving that a try. I highly recommend it. They have one month uh, programs where you can essentially plug into um, you know, uh, going to a city or a country for a month and you have a concierge service that sets everything up for you and you're experiencing that location with other people who also can work from anywhere and also want to travel and, and see other places. So I decided to do Mexico City. And uh, it just holds a, a very special place in my heart. Uh, I think it's so culturally rich, um, exciting, and it offers so many ways of experiencing it. It's also a really interesting combination of my my personal like two worlds and and the worlds I've grown up in, right? The Latin American uh, side and also m- like big metropolis connected to the U.S. Um, so. 
Mexico has been my number one. It is one that I've, I've enjoyed so far. And I've now visited once or twice every year for the past two years. Oh, nice. um, I'm going to say I'm going to do a plug here. Zen remote the remote year CEO was on a panel for corporate um, education the department I work for at UCI um, I think it was two years ago so maybe we can add it to the notes or the Facebook page um, it is amazing I wish like I said I wish I could be a digital nomad I'd love to do that <laughs> yeah. do a year abroad like that anyway okay, so what's so a, your what I, I, Nicole so what, what's it what's an average or time that you stay in one location and what do you feel like is a, a good amount of time to start to learn about the culture properly or get to know mm. people or well, what's your favorite amount of time to spend in one location? That's a great question. Um, so I, I originally decided to do one month uh, stunts because I thought that might be a good enough time to kind of settle in and, like you said, start getting a sense of what the local culture is like and and um, kind of like plug into um, what it feels like to be a part of that of that city uh, or that destination. Um, I've done a couple of stays that have been more than four weeks, and I think at week six, you definitely know whether that city is a place that uh, connects with you, that you enjoy, or that you even want to come back to. Uh-huh. Um, so I like, I think four weeks is just enough to get the gist of it. Six weeks is like, you'll know for sure. Uh, yeah. And then after that, you should just find lease, I think, <laughs> yeah. if you like it. <laughs> so I have a friend who um, did what you did. So he stayed oh. for two months in Florence. He he visited Florence, fell in love with it, and decided he wanted to move to Florence. But before then, he's like, I want to stay there for a longer period of time. And he spent two months in Florence, absolutely loved it, but realized he didn't want to live there. Yeah. It's a great so, way of dating. I, I, I sometimes call it like... Yeah, it's dating, dating right? Dating, yeah. dating a country yeah. or a city. <laughs> a culture. Yep. And, and and he absolutely loves the place, but he'd realized that it wasn't perfect for him. Like like you said, it's dating. So he I, loves yeah. it. Yeah. And he, so. he learned Italian and yeah. 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 So. Oh, next time you're here, um, I should introduce you to him. You guys would probably have a lot in common. He's, um, he's traveled and it, it's fun. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. Let's see. Um, something else is we wanted to ask you is, well, where haven't you? you traveled i saw that you were in iceland you've been there yes i have how what is that what was that about how did you get there actually this actually uh ties into my my time at travel zoo so um as a travel zoo employee uh one of our perks was we would get um a stipend every year to take a trip um and use one of the deals that we were offering to our members and it was my mom's 50th birthday and she had never seen the northern lights um and so my stipend was big enough for me to essentially buy the trip for myself and my mom um so i i treated her to that um it was a it was a fantastic deal i don't know if you guys are aware but 
uh, Travels Year has a newsletter that goes out every Wednesday. Yes. It's called the Top Love it, 20. breathe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but it is essentially like if you haven't seen their deals during Cyber Monday and Black Friday, that is like the cream of the crop. Like you want, you want to see those deals. We're talking about, I think the, this deal was maybe 300 or $400 trip uh, with round, round flight, uh, round trip flights, hotels and, just for the Black Friday period, um, the Northern Light tour was included. Um, All right, I'll so, be there on, yeah. on Friday and Cyber Monday. I'm, I am done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so to be clear, no one's affiliated with with. at least for now. <laughs> no, but if they'd like to, that would be really good. Yeah, this is, this is just a tip. Yeah, yeah, just a tip. Just a tip. Um, but it was such a great deal. I convinced my brother and my aunt to join us. So it became kind of like a little family trip that we took. Um, and my mom was able to see the Northern Lights there. So it was fantastic. What a great experience. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. How fun. All right. Next one we have for you is give, uh, give us, why can't you travel without? I got a funny feeling I might know one. So give us one that's obvious (laughs) and maybe one that's not so obvious. Uh, I sincerely cannot get on a flight without my Bose headphones. They're noise canceling. Oh, nice. I don't know if that's what you expected or not, but that is like a non-negotiable for me. <laughs> um, and then the other one, maybe this is the unexpected, but um, I I learned just by like being around people in, in airports um, that my nose is very sensitive to the smell of an airport and, and a, a plane. <laughs> um, and someone in one of my flights uh, opened up like an essential oil that was uh-huh. so strong that I could I could smell it from the back, but it was so soothing. And I thought that was huh. genius. So now I make sure I take some sort of an essential oil to kind of relax and, and neutralize my nose. <laughs> Oh, that is unexpected. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you you didn't say like, well, okay. So my first one, my expectation was, uh, everyone needs to have their cell phone. I thought. Well, yeah. 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 That's kind of obvious, but maybe it could Uh be like certain apps. And then the, the less obvious, I didn't have anything specific on the less obvious, but I'm, I'm glad you didn't say like Vicks vapor rub and rub it on your (laughs) nostrils or something like that. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. There is a VIX plug that you can just sniff. I actually got that for Coachella. But <laughs> oh <my laughs> because if, if you're from Latin America, Vaporub is a thing. It relaxes you. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they accept that it's called Vaporu instead of Vapor. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay, that was good. So are you a solo traveler or with someone else? What's your preference? Mm, see, I think most of the time I enjoy traveling with someone else, especially if they're also avid travelers themselves and, and are like passionate about the destination that we're going to have like activities in mind and are actively in the process of like co-organizing with myself. Um, but I also have enjoyed like solo traveling, especially when I'm in need of like a deep introspective uh, type of trip. I don't think I would do it for too long. Um, But I think it depends, you know, what what I'm trying to get at. Um, In in 
the past couple of years, I've enjoyed doing group trips for sure. All right. I'm going to jump. I I know it's your turns in. I'm going to jump around after that because I just thought of something. Go. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, it's, I want to just ask, what's your top travel tip? It's not, you know, there's so many, but what would be off the top of your head? Yeah. And the travel tip and the gadgets you would travel with. So top travel trip. Um, I, this, okay. So I learned this the really hard way. And I think it's, it, it might be good to keep in mind, especially when you're traveling international. Um, I was traveling with my mom. We were coming back from Prague. Um, and I was very tired and we had a, a, a bit of a long, um, layover. I think it was in Belgium. Um, and you know, sometimes with those long layovers, uh, you have to redo customs when you, yeah. you're going through. So we arrived to the Belgium airport and they had these very long lounge chairs that were perfect for what I was looking for. <laughs> I wanted to sleep. And so my mom said, well, we'll be here for 10 minutes. Take your nap. I'm going to go find chocolate. And I was just like, we're fine. I totally don't think that we need to do customs and we'll be able to get to our our door immediately. So a good hour goes by and my mom starts to get really nervous. And she's like, Nicole, we should probably like make it close to, to, to the gate. And sure enough, there was a big checkpoint that we had to get through and we only had 30 minutes to make it to the beginning of, of the boarding time. Um, oh. and, and so this became like one of those like stark conversations with my mom. Cause she turned around and she's like, I told you. Told so. you? I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She was very upset. She's like, we're going to miss this flight because you wanted to sleep. And it just imprinted <laughs> in my mind. Cause I, I made my mom literally run 80 gates like (gasps) there was no tomorrow we had to cut in line it was awkward and so after that (laughs) i think my number (laughs) don't take your mother (laughs) (laughs) no and she had bought i mean in this trip she had bought these um crystal um like uh, champagne glasses that she wanted to gift me and my brother in our weddings in the future. And it's not something you can just ki- like put in a, in a bag. So she was carrying right. this box with her as we were running through. Oh my God. <laughs> we didn't miss the flight, but uh, out of that comes my number one tip is even when you're tired, even when you think you know that you're close to the gate, it, even if it sounds like you're being completely type a and anal about it make sure that you go to your gate because you never know if there's going to be an additional checkpoint or there you know international flights arrive at the same time and there's now an hour line to tsa and back then we didn't have tsa pre-check so just be cautious when you're when you're traveling international and and when you have those layovers, make sure to get to your gate. That's, That's a crazy helpful. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has been through it with me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. And, uh, all right. And then the gadget you, you, you need to travel with? It um, might be kind of similar to the other. Yeah. Honestly, the gadget would be my headphones. I don't have, yeah, yeah. I don't have any uh, – I, I don't carry any specific gadgets that I really actually – 
probably should take something for my neck, you know, like uh, one of those pillows. But uh, one that I am looking forward to getting this year is the um, the luggage trackers that you can put inside of your luggage. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that way you know. Um, where your luggage is. Where your luggage yeah. is. What apartment it landed up in. Exactly. In another country. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All um, right, Zen. Okay. That's very interesting about the luggage trackers. I throw Apple AirTags in everything that I own. Yep. You know, like if I could put staple one to my daughter, I would. But um, <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> um, well, obvious, well, no, maybe not so obviously, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a foodie. And the thing is, like, I was wondering what was the best food that you've had worldwide, in your opinion? And tell us about the worst thing you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Best Awesome. Best food. Does it have to be like a restaurant like or overall? No. Your choice. There's, there's, there is whatever. no no criteria. Okay. Oh man. I I've had some of the most delicious food in Oaxaca in Mexico. I have hmm. heard that. Yeah. I went to there's this restaurant called um Los Danzantes. Um and I, I remember they brought this. It was a mole um, appetizer with six different kinds of mole that had been um, made in different times. So uh, some of them were lighter, some of them were a little bit darker with a very simple, uh, it was like a potato that you could just dip. It, it sounds really simple, but it was so well executed. Yeah, I have heard that, that the food in Oaxaca is incredible. Yeah. Um, I've never tried it, but yeah, I've heard that. A thousand percent recommend. Um, and then for worst, so <laughs> also Mexico. Um, <laughs> but this time we went to a restaurant in Mexico City that's, you know, it's very well um, recognized in the city. They had this um, this sushi with scorpions on the top. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, and scorpions are just it. It, it was like bland beef, beef jerky, like really tough, and mm. it almost gave me <laughs> the feeling of like I don't know. It was like oil, oil like gasoline oil in your mouth. It was really bad. Just don't. Okay, no sushi scorpions. No. Scorpions. Scorpions are out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Are you strict schedule or do you go with the flow? Uh, when I'm traveling, I like to do a little bit of both. So, as <laughs> as you said before, I'm a travel advisor, so I like to create a bit of structure where I know kind of like the basics, right? Where am I going to stay? What are the top things I, I cannot miss and schedule those in advance? Um, and I like to at least have one experience on Airbnb because I think that really kind of connects you with the local community um, and offers you, you know, not your standard um, tour, um, but you might be able to um, find something completely unique. And in between, I, I leave it open for some some spontaneity. Um, I've had many great trips where I did an Airbnb experience and made friends through that and then organized a whole evening with those people that I wasn't expecting. So I think yeah. a little bit of both is healthy. 
Um, Zen, remember, Zen and I have in common that he's a morning person. When we travel, mm-hmm. not that we travel together, which him with his family and me with mine. Yeah. <laughs> we um, get up in the morning and go look at the city where we're at. I before. love that. Uh-huh, before it wakes up and I do the same. And oh, I had wow. not found anyone else um, that does that. So I thought that was, I don't know, just really cool thing to do. That yeah. I mean, awesome. just so you, I, especially just so you know what I'm talking, what we're talking about is that, you know, I, my, my wife and daughter tend to sleep in. And the thing is, mm-hmm. I just can't sleep. I'm excited. I'm in a new place quite often the time change and everything. And I want to get used to the time change. So quite often I find myself at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning awake. Wow. And I, I took this, I've decided it's like, I should, use this time and so i would leave the hotel room and i would go find just walk the city find a cup of coffee and watch the city wake up you know watch people start sweeping sweeping the streets opening their stores and Mm -hmm. it's just so cool to see a city asleep and then wake up and see the people it come alive and i just found it no matter where i've gone it's just whether it's hong kong japan france it's just it's really wonderful to see to experience that mm-hmm. you know usually a couple of days afterwards it's like i don't need to do it i want to sleep in but yeah. the first couple of days i'm always i'm always that way that's a great tip I love yeah that. that's um i i hadn't had anybody who does that because i'm such a morning person um that i just find it to be such an, a cool experience just like you said the, the city wakes up you want you see a different kind of side of of the culture that where you're there um let's see something Maybe when we were doing your year abroad, it was the longest time that you've been away from home. But I don't know. A home could be anywhere now, right? Yeah. So if if I defined home as uh, a physical place where I stay for more than a month, uh, you know, long term, then it's been two years that I've been on the road. Um, bumping or yeah. like hopping around city to city, staying in, in someone's yeah. house for a short term. Yeah, it's been two years. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. See, I would do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that what, do you, are, I'm kind of curious. Do you have a lot of different currencies? I do. Um, I have about five on me. Um, <laughs> and some of those are recurrent, right? Because I've been going so much to Mexico and back home to Bolivia um, I definitely have those currencies. I somehow still have some um, some currency from Iceland. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, those are some, yeah, they're cool. And then for a while, I was visiting Costa Rica um, every other year. So I think I have a couple of, of coins left from there. <laughs> you know, I always, I, I, I do the same. I always try to keep like a couple of, I, I always call it taxi money. Taxi yeah, money and a meal yeah. money, right? right and yeah. and and my, because I ha- travel typically with my family, I like to have. I always say it's around two hundred dollars, so it's just like just enough to get you from the airport yeah. to the hotel, and then immediately go out and eat at a McDonald's or Seven yeah. Eleven or wherever you might be, and then. But so, like when I come back, I never feel like I have to exchange that cash mm-hmm. just because it's like yeah i'm gonna go back just keep the cash yeah. you know if you can afford it you know yeah. you know if you but and usually like five currencies is those are the equivalent of how many i carry too because you know anyways no i'm 
Someone else does it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. the weirdo. I, I, well, I was thinking about it and I was like, I was kind of like a lot, but now I feel validated. Thank you. <laughs> well, I also, okay. So I, the other thing is that I have some other friends is that we do currency exchanges at work too. Oh, that's so cool. when my friend want, cause the thing is when you convert it into, let's say, I don't know, euros, and then you come back home and you have to convert back into euros. Yeah. Then you lose a lot of money. And so we we have this group of friends who, when we're traveling, is like, hey, does anyone have euros or does anyone have a yen or does anyone? Oh. And then and then we'll sell it to them at rate and then ask them to bring okay. back exactly 200 bucks back or whatever. So we're always yeah. trading currencies as well. So we don't have to carry all. Like when I went to London, I needed some pounds. It's like, hey, will you sell me some of your pounds? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's it going rate? And we, you know, and then I came back. It's like, how much you want back, or do you, you know, how do you want to do this? So interesting. I want yeah. your friends. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a support group. Yeah. You know? <laughs> how funny. Um, let's see. Um, I want to ask you about work. It's sure. um, I wanted oh. to ask your mostly is like your experience at amazon explore Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that because i think that's very unique Mm -hmm. and a lot of people i've talked to have never heard of it yeah um so amazon explore was a virtual service um it launched in september of uh 2020 and U.S. customers. It was only available in like U.S. marketplace. Um, so you have to have uh, an account in the U.S. If you were sitting anywhere else, you would not get access to that marketplace. Uh, but essentially, as a customer, you were connecting with tour guides all around the country, all around the world. Sorry, um, and they were offering thirty minutes to forty-five minute sessions that were live streamed. So. Um, you're essentially buying uh, a session is what we used to call it. Um, the prices ranged from $10 all the way to $80, depending what you were buying. Um, but you could be looking at something like doing a walking tour of Paris or a food, a food class, uh, cooking class, learning about um, how to make empanadas from Argentina with someone in Argentina. Um, all the way to uh, some of our like more marquee experiences and what we were trying to accomplish um, were uh, we had this experience in Japan that had um, a, a box that you would receive in advance. Oh. Um, and so this experience, like the, the sellers we were working with were fantastic and they were trying to really bring the, the whole sensory part of, you know, having a virtual experience um, through. So you would connect to the session and as you were going through the streets of Japan, um, they would ask you to open the box and tell you, you know, I don't know if you were like in, in an area where there was incense and um, they explained the, the background story of, you know, why this is important culturally and how it's used nowadays open box number one and you would open the box and you would have incense so you can oh. smell it and kind of understand you know what that person's doing and, and experiencing at the time so um that was a little bit of like what we were trying to 
achieve. There are so many roadblocks with that, as you can probably imagine. And it was a great test. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. Um, personally, I enjoyed it a lot. I was working with accounts in Latin America. So, um, bringing the cultures of Latin America to us customers was really fun. Cool. Yeah. That is such an unusual job. I just, yeah, I find it, it was, it's very cool. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Um, Well, speaking of work, I got, now I have this question based off of your work. So, um, you say you work. What what is your what what's your office look like? I mean, did what, did you bring a monitor? Did you bring? Are you on a full laptop, or do you have like what what do you need to do work wherever you're at around the world? Yeah, uh, great question. I have a, a laptop, and I also bought this uh, monitor, like an extension of a monitor, to have a mm-hmm. second monitor because. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably one of the biggest like adjustments I had to make when I first moved to a nomad lifestyle was my office was so well set up um, at home and just working off of one screen was uh, very, very difficult. So um, I learned to just carry this extra screen with me, um, that and a good pair of headphones. And so I it's like know. a battery powered screen or a USB-C powered screen USB-C. or is it like... You okay. Connected to the to the computer. Yeah. So yes. my buddy who went to Florence, he's a videographer, and he does editing. He actually packed like a thirty-two inch monitor and threw it into his oh, luggage along with the laptop because he actually had to bring a full size monitor and set it up in the Airbnb that he was living in. So I was just kind of curious what your yeah. office setup was like. So. At the beginning, actually, you're reminding me. Um, I actually used to buy monitors from like Walmart for a month uh-huh. and then return them. <laughs> oh, we didn't hear that. We didn't hear that. Uh, we didn't hear it. We don't know who you are. You can delete this. <laughs> Zen, Zen doesn't delete anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can bleep it out. Beep, beep, beep. Two water cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How funny. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there a dream traveling experience that's still around for you? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I have this, uh, this dream vision. Um, I've been obsessed with elephants for a while. Oh. They are my, oh. my spirit animal. Um, and I dream about meeting a matriarch elephant oh. in in a safari, like them coming up to us organically. Um, so I would love to do a safari and and meet animals like that, but specifically visit. I call it my elephant because I know she's out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's <clears throat> in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. I love elephants. I'm going to send you a, a name of a book that you might like. Okay. Well, how do you like to get around in the city when you're mo- going to a place? Are you, uh, do you rent a vehicle? Do you more of a walker, public transport, or how do you like to get around once you're uh, somewhere? That's a, yeah. Or I does think, it depend? Yeah, I think it definitely depends on, on the destination, like where you're at. I Most of the time, I'll... I'll start with private transfers 
um, mm-hmm. you know, depend if I'm traveling by myself, I for sure plug into like groups, right? I'm not going to do things by yeah. myself. But if I'm say I'm, I'm with a group of friends, I think it's easier sometimes to do it where it's private transfer at the beginning and get your bearings of where you're at and how transportation works at that at that destination. Um, and then walking. Uh, I enjoy walking, especially like, for example, Mexico City, I feel super comfortable walking around. Um, it gets easier for me to understand also like where I'm located and, you know, there's coffee shops nearby or activities that I don't necessarily have to drive to. Um, and then the only place I feel like very, very comfortable taking public transportation has been Bolivia, but that's just because that's, that's where I was raised and I feel like I can understand it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I I have a a trip coming up to India, uh, in July and I, I've organized private transport. I think there's like that destination is one. I know for sure people are very careful with, with transportation. So yeah, it depends on where I'm. Well, that, that brings up a couple other questions for me then. Um, um what kind of a packer are you 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 go out for a month are you (laughs) are you a um one suitcase person are you i i've actually known people um fedex their own stuff to destinations Uh, to meet them Mm -hmm. so like what kind of packer are you a super light packer that and or are you someone that like i you bring one of everything or somewhere in between (laughs) i love this question (laughs) um (laughs) I, I feel like uh, I've gone through an evolution and like mm-hmm. being a nomad has really humbled me and forced me to be very effective with what I'm carrying and what I own. Because um, think about it, if I'm, if I'm just traveling around and I'm not probably going to go to my storage unit to... Because I, I had a storage unit in Seattle where I had all my things, including, you know, my winter coats and stuff like that. So every six months, it so happened that I would go back to Seattle and refresh the bag that I would I would travel with. But um, I became really mindful of you know what I'm carrying and how much weight I can I can carry with me. Um, and so if I was if I was going to buy something, I needed to know that there was space in my bag. Um, and I ended up learning. Um, the hard way how to pack uh, in a, a carry-on bag. And I just realized that I don't think you really need more than that. Although Tanya knows that I showed up to mm-hmm. her house with a really big bag this last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you were going to Coachella. So yeah, there were so many other things that were happening, but on uh-huh. regularly, you know, for, for this trip coming up to India, I may actually think of doing it all in a, in a carry-on bag. Just Ooh. for uh, ease of travel as well, um, but yeah, it's been it's been a process, and now I know how to put everything into my my away bag, my my small away bag. Cool, good. Um, let's see. I have. Um, I wanted to know. The, from like missing things that you miss, like maybe the person you you miss at home, and maybe the comfort that you miss the most? Um, so I've been really fortunate that because I've been a nomad for the past two years, I've spent a lot of time with 
my family members. So I stay with family members in the U.S. Yeah. So I can't say that I miss anyone because I've, oh. I've really spent a lot of quality time with them. Yeah, um, so going out, going away is when it's like, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the other I'm direction. Like, I want to stick around a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, I mean, my, my dad, even I would say like, I spent a whole month with my dad in Bolivia and that was, that was so refreshing and, and a beautiful thing to have. So like, I can't even think my grandmother as well. Like I've spent a lot of time really happy about that. Um, but in terms of uh, comfort, do you mean like uh, a comfort of having my own bed or like, yeah, like, I don't know, like sometimes like I'll take like this tea everywhere because I really want to have that. And, and it's something I really like to wake up in the morning and I miss if I don't have something like that. I don't know. But if you don't have to have anything, it's fine. Interesting. Um, I've been known to bring coffee. <laughs> oh yeah! <clears throat> but then you kind of just mentioned the 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 what is it the oil that you bring? Oh yeah, like that's comfort to you. It so is. I think maybe yeah. that's something. Um, well, I think we're going to be doing probably our last one or two questions. Sure. What last question? I think Zen, it's all yours. Okay. Um, what's the best piece of travel advice, or what do you suggest? What 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 don't people think about when traveling, and what's their best suggestion for people who want to travel more? Mm. Dead silence. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 um. Honestly, I think like the biggest takeaway I've had about making travel happen for yourself is just do it. You think. I think some, some people might get really scared, um, but I feel like travel is becoming so accessible and it doesn't need to be international travel. It doesn't need to be anything super, super out of your comfort zone. But if you're, if you're thinking about starting to travel more often, take a weekend trip, do a staycation, like creating experiences that are outside of your regular day to day is kind of like a good step to um, train the muscle of, of travel um, and then seek out help. Um, the uh, travel advisors are having a comeback. I say that uh, as a bit of a plug. I've learned uh, in the past couple months that um, the idea of a travel agent as people used to to know them called them yeah yeah um seems really antiquated but um they're the the agency i'm working with for a travel they are doing a huge revamp and and trying to uh, refocus travel agents to become travel advisors and reintroduce them to the world um and yeah, think about the friend that has helped you book a trip in the past couple of months because they're just, you know, really passionate about about organizing or, or traveling. Yeah. That's essentially a travel advisor. And that's what I do. So I think reaching out for help is always uh, a great way of uh, kind of taking the load off of yourself. If you're, if you're thinking, you know, I don't know if I want to go to Greece. That's always a, like a huge destination to, to uh, plan for. Um, very complex. Reach out for help. There are ways to, to make it easier. Or even this remote year, 
uh, program was a, a completely different way of, of seeing the world for me. It wasn't necessarily, you know, like a trip, but it still, it put me out there in a different way. So I think remain completely flexible to the many different ways that you can experience different countries and cultures and um, reach out for help. Nice. All right. Well, good. Thank you. One last question really fast. Sure. How many countries have you visited? How many countries? Uh, 11. Okay. Yeah. I felt like that lo- that was going to be a longer list. But um, when I probably when I break it down, cities. yeah, I have yeah. a lot of cities within the, the, those countries. What about you, Zen? I don't I know. Don't I don't know. I actually I don't, don't know. know. Sorry. I mean, I'm going to count it for next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to count it for next time. But the the mine might not be incredibly high, but the thing is, like, I've visited Taiwan, like, 15 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, I've gone to – so, like, I visit the same places often sometimes. Yeah, so. same here. Yeah. Yeah, tw- I think – I just counted. I think I've been to Argentina 23 times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway all right then i think then this is it i thank you very much we both thank you um very much for spending time with us and talking about all of this um let's see all we have to say is like our sponsors the university of california irvine division of continuing education if you need some courses check them out ce.uci.edu but equally important Thank you, Nicole, for coming on and hanging out with us. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, <laughs> it was a guys. lot of fun, yes. Yeah. Thank you I enjoyed much. this very much. Thank you both. Okay. Bye.